Hi, I'm Jordan and I'm another 20-something with big hopes and dreams, but no connections and nowhere to start. The Mess to Success podcast is all about learning from your mistakes and building the confidence to become a bad bitch who's not afraid to chase down your own success. Join me so we can journey together on the pathway to success, whether it's your career, personal life, money, or mindset. On Mess to Success, we're going to share it all. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the 12th episode of Mess to Success. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Guys, this week, I am so excited. I have my first ever podcast guest, and I'm so excited. Her name is Emily. She's so incredible. She's super fit, super inspiring, and I've been dying to have her on the pod for so long. So I'm really, really excited to introduce Emily. Emily, say hello. Hello. Thank you so much for that intro, like hyping me up like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's all true. It's all true. So Emily and I, we used to work together at our previous jobs. That's how we've met. And we've stayed in contact because I feel like we're both pretty aligned with like certain things. Like we're both into fitness. We're both Mm -hmm. into mindset. We both love reading. So I thought I would have her on the pod and I'm so bloody excited. So I have I have questions, guys. <laughs> I had to be prepared for the first guest on the pod. So I was thinking, you know how on podcasts when they have guests and they have like the question that they ask their guests each time they come on the pod. So I thought, what could my question be? So my question is, what is success to you? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I would say success is when you can just like live the life that you're happy living like when you're I think just like being happy every day not feeling like you're stuck not feeling like you're settling just doing what's good for you and like your Mm -hmm. mentality that's success to me I absolutely agree I think like different people are going to define success in different ways and I just think that is so true Mm -hmm. um so that was the first question so how about you just introduce yourself a little bit just tell the pod a bit about yourself and just like what you do and who Emily is um okay I usually get stuck on this question such a like (laughs) icebreaker question um but I don't know like I guess I love reading I love drawing I love working out um like you know I work full-time as well so just in my free time I just like doing things that I enjoy Mm um I'm 23 (laughs) (laughs) well I love that about you that's something like I really really admire about you is that um even when we used to work together back in the day Emily's kind of always had her own thing on the side like when we were working together she was always like really into gym really into her art and I always really like respected that about you so (laughs) okay so tell us about your fitness journey like where did you start with your fitness journey versus like where you are now okay where I started how much time do you have um (laughs) like honestly I started just from doing like home workouts Mm -hmm. um I had like a bit of equipment at home but then it got to a point where I was like I can't progress anymore from here so then Mm -hmm. I started like I joined up in a gym and like did all that whole thing Mm -hmm. um but obviously at the beginning I didn't know what I was doing I did start like the bad thing with how I started like my fitness journey is that I did start with a very physical appearance based. Mm-hmm. A kind lot of, goal. of people do though. Mm. That is just so common. And that's another reason why I want to join the pod as well is just like your journey is just so inspiring. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I did. It did start from a very negative space, I would say. Um, and, you know, like I'd watch heaps of YouTubers who are like really like strong and like going to the gym and like all that kind of stuff, which like inspired me to like go and start lifting weights and all of that. But then um, I think it just got to a point where it was too hard to keep working out to try and look a certain way because you just see yourself in a different light. Even if you look 
say like even when I was like at my skinniest I still thought I was fat so mm-hmm. it was just it's very very damaging but now like a few years later I'm at a point now where I'm working out to feel good feel strong like I have performance-based goals now rather than like appearance-based so mm-hmm. I think that's my journey in a nutshell <laughs> and it's I feel like it's not easy to get to that way either like a lot of fitness like marketing and advertisement is so centered around the physical and the beauty element of it Mm. and like looking a certain way but really like I think to have a healthy relationship with gym you do need to have those more performance-based KPIs like I'm going to the gym to get strong I'm going to the gym because I feel good not like I'm going to the gym because like I want to get skinny for summer or whatever yeah exactly Um, so how did you change your mindset about gym and fitness? Like, how did you go from being really into like the physical side of it to being more into like, I guess the mental side of it? I think it stemmed from when I actually did start to get stronger, even if it was like, you know, a small incremental change, Mm -hmm. it just made me feel really good on the inside. So I was like this feeling, like I just loved that feeling of Mm -hmm. like knowing that you know in that aspect it's such a measurable progression Mm -hmm. um because it's like physical it's in front of you you can see Mm -hmm. if you're getting better so that I loved that also what helped me was you know like on YouTube and Instagram I would follow like the influencers Mm. who like the women who would promote getting strong yeah and who would say you know it doesn't matter what you look like Mm -hmm. but like just kind of I guess, pushing the idea of women being strong and lifting mm-hmm. weights and all that and saying, you know, you got to eat food to fuel your body. Like you can't restrict yourself. Mm-hmm. And like, I think just the media that I was consuming, like really helped as well. Yeah. Well, who's like your favorite, like if someone who's listening is kind of just starting out and they might want a few people to follow, like who are your favorite in like uh, fitness people to follow? Okay. I've got my top three. Okay. Yeah. Give us your so, top three. Okay. So one of them, her name's Hannah Oberg. She's, she's a Gymshark athlete. Um, mm-hmm. She's got YouTube and um, Instagram as well, but she's like super strong. Like she's wow. muscly, she's thick, she's strong. Like, Love that. I, like she really inspired me. Um, another one is there's they're Gymshark athletes as well. It's these twins. So these mm-hmm. two women, they're called KK Fit on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really inspired me just towards like getting strong and like they're so strong. Mm-hmm. Like you see the amount of weight they're lifting, and I'm like that is so impressive, wow. so inspiring. Um, and then my third one in my top favorites is, um, Stephanie Buttermore. So Mm -hmm. she's a scientist, like she's super smart, but also like a gym goer, but also like a very body positive, you know, you don't have to be like super lean all the Mm -hmm. time, but yeah, yeah, just another like strong woman. Yeah. And I love that. And the reason I asked you that question is because we've talked on the pod before about how sometimes in your life, you're not always going to be surrounded by the people that are the same as you, the people who have the same goals as you. So a really good way to overcome that is to just find it online. Mm -hmm. Like that is the thing that we are really lucky in this generation is that you might think, oh, but no one I know goes to gym. No one, like, it's really hard for me to start because none of my friends are into it. Well, like, you find your mm. own community online and it's so inspiring and motivating. So yeah, I think that's awesome. Definitely. And it's like, even if you're not talking to them because they're these, like, famous influencers, yeah. even just following them and seeing what they're doing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, mm. me too. I love mm. it. Um, so what is your advice for someone who is intimidated by the gym? Oh, okay. So here's the thing. I, when I first started, I was very intimidated, Mm -hmm. very shy, whatever. Mm -hmm. But what you need to realize is no one's watching you. Like no one is going to be like, you know, staring at you being like, oh, 
they're doing this many reps or mm-hmm. they're only doing this or being like, oh, they've gone from this workout to this workout. Like no one, like everyone's focusing on their own thing. I think the most important thing is to just go there for yourself. Like don't go there to show up for someone else, just show up for yourself. Don't care about what other people are doing. Because if you think about it, you're not there watching other people when mm-hmm. they work out. Mm-hmm. They're not watching you either. If mm-hmm. they're looking at you, it's probably just to like see when you're getting off that machine mm-hmm. so that they can jump on it. Like that's it. That is so true. And like the reason I wanted to ask that question is because even I myself, like I still get intimidated by the gym. And just for reference, Emily and I, we did just do a workout before we recorded this podcast. So Emily came to my gym and she showed me around the weight section a bit because um, I am very like, I do a lot of cardio, but I do want to get stronger. Like, you know, Emily really inspires me. So we decided to do gym together and it was so good because Emily was just so like supportive and she was showing me how like to do squats and stuff. And I thought previously that I had been doing it properly, but you don't, you don't realize until, you know, maybe you have someone helpful to point something out for you. And it was just so, I don't know. It was such a good environment because it felt like a safe space. There was no judgment. I'm glad that you felt that way. (laughs) I did. It was really, really good. Um, So what about like, let's talk about body confidence and Mm -hmm. body positivity, because that is another thing I really admire about you is how body positive and um, confident you are. So tell us about like your body positivity journey, if you will. Okay. Um, So I think with this, it also kind of... Go, like stems as well from like weightlifting mm-hmm. and all that because I was very very insecure in my body no matter what shape what size I was I was so insecure my immediate reaction when I saw someone else would be to compare mm-hmm. which is very very damaging oh very unhealthy gosh, it was literally. just I wouldn't even realize I was doing it mm-hmm. it would just be like an automatic thing in my mind it's like you have to retrain yourself yeah it's crazy it's insane and it's so like so many people do it it's so damaging it's so unhealthy um But what kind of helped me become more body positive and confident literally is weightlifting. Mm -hmm. So it might not be the case for everyone. Like everyone has their own thing. Mm -hmm. But for me, when I kind of stopped focusing on how I looked and started focusing more on what I can do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like lifting more weights in the gym, Mm -hmm. like getting stronger, that kind of thing. It just like my mind my mindset just like shifted. So I was like a lot more focused towards what I can do, what I'm capable of doing. And now like I'm the heaviest I've ever been. Mm -hmm. I'm like growing out of my clothes because they don't fit anymore. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't care. No. Like I'm putting on muscle or exactly. Like I'm just, you know, and you look great. Like you look so good. (laughs) You look so fit. Um, obviously I will have Emily's Instagram linked in the show notes, but I do really encourage you to follow Emily on Instagram. She does post the photos from the gym and she just looks so strong and empowered. So I encourage you to give her a follow. Also, I am on private, but I will accept you if I can tell that you're a <laughs> fake account. I just don't like fake accounts yeah, following me. <laughs> like creepy, creepy accounts yeah. that like respond to all of your stories. Yeah. I'm like, who are oh you? Oh my God. I literally, so complete side note we'll get back on track in a second (laughs) but I posted something on my story the other day about yoga I was like yeah like just did yoga I feel so good blah 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 and then some random dude who I don't even follow back he just he just commented back I don't like yoga (laughs) I was like what no one like it's not even you know, he just re- responded to my story saying that. And he's responded to a few stories, just like commentating. I'm like, what? bro, I'm not even responding to you. Like, what like, is who going are on? you? I know, I should just block. But like, part yeah. of me was like, 
I was you so should tempted. Just be like, then don't do yoga. Yeah, literally, I was so tempted to be like, cool. When did I ask? Yeah, did not ask for your opinion. Don't even know who you are. <laughs> literally, um, <laughs> <laughs> the audacity. Yeah, literally. So uh, another thing I want to ask you about mm-hmm. is Emily actually has a blog, and it <laughs> is the unapologetic blog, and it's really really good, and it's just something that she does, you know, when she feels like writing about a topic. Like it's not like she's on like a super strict schedule or anything. So I just wanted you to like tell us about the blog, like what inspired you like why did you want to start it just tell us about it okay um at the moment I only have four posts up at the moment um but I don't know I just I feel like I okay so I've always had like a lot of thoughts running through my head Mm -hmm. but I've struggled to like get it out into words that Mm -hmm. make sense to someone else and not just like what the hell is she talking about Mm -hmm. so I felt like the reason why I started it was to kind of practice (laughs) practice speaking not speaking but like just practice like conveying random thoughts into yeah, actual like being concise, concise. Yeah. yeah yeah like something that makes sense and has yeah. a structure because mm-hmm. i like i don't know i find that i like can ramble quite a bit as well Girl. and then i go off topic and then it's like Same. what was i talking about Same. so <laughs> i feel like i don't know just writing a post can like it just helps me like make everything make sense mm-hmm. um and it's just like a creative outlet as well like if yeah. i have something i want to talk about or like i have an opinion on something I'll just write about it. Mm-hmm. Creative outlet. Now it's out there and I can move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what would be your advice for someone who, you know, maybe they want to be a bit more out there on Instagram. They want to post gym shots or they want to start a blog, but maybe they feel a bit like insecure. What would be your, your what would be your advice for someone like that? Honestly, I just say do it. If mm-hmm. anyone is going to judge you negatively for something that you enjoy doing, then they're not the people that you need in your life. So true. Like if like just surround yourself with people who are going to build you up and mm-hmm. go for it. So like when I mentioned to you that I was going to start the blog, like you were all for it. Like you saw yeah. it, like inspired me to actually take the action and Aww. do it. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, but yeah, I just think, you know, if, like if say someone like replies to your story and they're like this is stupid not like like hopefully no one's doing no. that <laughs> but if someone you know replies and they're like why are you doing this yeah. no one cares or you know if like, they want to be a hater yeah mm-hmm. exactly if they're just being negative yeah and you know just block them yeah literally just block them yeah like you don't need them they're probably people that you don't even know literally. and they and don't f- know you personally yeah and i feel like it says more about them than it does you because Absolutely. it's like imagine having so much time on your hands that you go and put that negativity in the world like yeah. imagine and it doesn't even affect them literally literally it's like even if i see something online that i don't necessarily agree with i mean not that I'm like going out there hating on people. Mm. But even if I see something that's really just not up my alley, I would never actually take the time to even leave a negative response. Like that's just such a waste of time. Because you can tell that they're enjoying it. Exactly. Honestly, like people, if they can find a hobby, because so many people don't have hobbies. Absolutely. They don't know what they like. Or if they do like something, they're too scared to actually go and do it. Exactly. Like just let people live their life. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Um, So... I also wanted to talk about, so Emily wrote a blog post and I already, we we were talking about it this morning, but obviously we've got to talk about it on the pod and it's probably my favorite thing that she's written. And basically she made a blog post about quitting jobs and like why it's okay to quit jobs. Can you just like tell everyone a little bit about that and like how you kind of like, and just tell people about why it's okay to leave a toxic toxic job environment oh absolutely yeah so um over the past i think i figured out it was about nine months i have quit four 
I think it's like four jobs. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on to my fifth one. <laughs> and that, hey, um, that is, that's okay. Yeah, it's mm. completely fine. So I think, you know, you don't owe them anything. No. So many like workplaces, they go through so many employees. There's always going to be people who don't last or people who are there for 10 years. Like it doesn't, like at the end of the day, you don't owe them anything. If you're not happy where you're working and you have like you're in a position where you can quit or you've found another job so you can move on, absolutely do it. Because I've been in, you know, I've gone into jobs thinking it's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Like this is the one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like oh, I'm so excited to start. Yeah. I finally found the right place to work. Yeah. You go in there and you realize it's not at all what you thought it was. Mm. So many workplaces I've gone into because, you know, from the outside, it looks so good. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a brand that I like or it's an environment that I like enjoy mm-hmm. being a customer of. Mm. But then being actually on the other end of like working there and mm-hmm. seeing what happens behind the scenes, it can be very toxic mm-hmm. or maybe like if even if it's mentally draining like yeah. if you're not happy there like if you're driving or on public transport going there and mm-hmm. you're dreading getting there i think that's a sign mm-hmm. that you're not happy where you're working literally so i'm all for quitting like yeah. if you're not happy just quit don't settle and you spend this is what we were saying earlier as well is that you spend so much of your life at work you spend you know anywhere between 35 to 50 hours a week at work. So why work somewhere that you hate? Like why spend that much time in an environment that is not good for you at all? Like there's more jobs out there. Just move on. Like, Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Think of it it like a friendship or like a relationship. If they're not making you happy and you're not benefiting from it, Mm -hmm. cut it off. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So do you have any advice for someone who's like, let's just say they're in a job, they've been doing the job for a few years Mm -hmm. and they're like scared because they've been wanting to quit for a while and they just don't like, they don't have the confidence. Like, what would you say to that person? I don't know. Like, I understand that change can be scary, especially when you've been somewhere for so long, Mm -hmm. but, um, I don't know. I think it's just, just like, just don't think and do it. You Mm -hmm. know, maybe the first step can be applying for jobs Mm -hmm. online and then, you know, just let the universe do its thing. And Mm -hmm. when someone responds back and they offer you a position or you get an interview or something, then just know that you're going in the right direction and getting away from the toxic workplace that you're in. Exactly. Also, not saying that every workplace is toxic. No. Like, you know, people do, like, there are so many good jobs out there. Yeah. But each job is different for a different person. So Exactly. If it's not right for you, just start making the steps towards finding something else. Yeah. And, like... I, when Emily and I worked together, we've both obviously left that job, but I was kind of in a situation where I was scared to leave because I was like, well, what if I can't find something better than this? Mm. And now it's like, who cares? Like if I didn't, if I didn't move on to my next job and my next job wasn't good, I don't have to stay there. Like I don't have to be trapped in another shit job. Like you can always move on. Like, and I feel like people fall into this mindset of feeling guilty for quitting or feeling like they have to stay in a job. But if that job isn't serving you, why should you be putting that much time and like energy there? Exactly. It's just a waste. Yeah. And the thing is as well, like um, something I forgot to say is I've mentioned this in my blog post, but um, <laughs> check it out guys. <laughs> link down below. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you have been somewhere for a very long time and you feel like you're too scared to quit because it's like, Oh, what if I've just wasted the last five years of my life? 
you haven't. You would have absolutely learned something out of it. Maybe you met some great people, some really good memories, maybe just not directly related to your role, but maybe like around the job that you wouldn't have created those memories mm-hmm. without. So you would have gotten something out of it. Like absolutely. You, like, like us. Yeah, exactly. We got this friendship. Exactly. So worth it. It was worth working in that. Yeah. I mean. And it's like, it's, it's knowing your worth as well. Like, exactly. It's just like figuring out, you know. Exactly. Figuring out US. So there would be something to come out of it. Yeah. And I think that's another issue with, you know, people our age, you know, Emily's 23, I'm 24. When you're going into the workforce out of uni, it's almost like you feel like you're expected to put up with a shit job because like, you're like, oh, well, this is just what it's like. This is what it's like to have an entry position. But we just want to say that it's not, it doesn't have to be like that. Like if you're fresh out of uni and you go into a role where you're being treated like shit Um, don't feel like that's how it is because it's not. No, definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. (laughs) Um, so, so what is next for Emily? Like, what have you got on the radar? Like, what are your, what's, what's next for Emily? What's coming up for Emily? I don't know. Like I did just start a new job. Like I've done one week there. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm like, so now I've got like good hours. I've got mm-hmm. proper weekends. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Nice, nice, comfy Monday to Friday. Yeah. I think what's next for me is just, I don't know, just finding my routine again. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, being able to go to the gym when it like at a good time rather yeah. than, I don't know, <laughs> like if I finish work at like 7 p.m., I don't have yeah. to worry about, you know, because that's what I was doing before. I don't know. It's a hard question. Yeah, it is. Sorry. Sorry to put <laughs> you on the know. spot. Okay. <laughs> I think, yeah, what's next for me is just, Finding my routine, working mm-hmm. on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I do need to find time to kind of like have more time for my hobbies, like reading yeah. and drawing and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, just living my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, that kind of brings me on to my next question. And that is like, how do you juggle having your hobbies and like your things outside of work with work? Yeah, I don't know. I am still trying to work around it because at the moment it's like I'll wake up, go to work, mm-hmm. and then after work I'll, you know, just relax at home for a little bit before mm-hmm. going to the gym and then yeah. coming home and going to bed kind yeah. of thing. So I think it's just figuring out, you know, just not sitting there on my phone for an hour, like oh pretty much gosh. being so unproductive when I could yeah. be spending that time like reading my book or yeah but at the same time it's so fun to be on social media exactly <laughs> it's, it's okay to forgive yourself for stuff like that yeah because exactly. that's another thing is that I feel like there's kind of a parallel at the moment of like hustle culture as well it's like never stop the grind hustle all the time and I do you know to an extent I'm like yeah create your own life go and get your money go and get your side hustle but it is all about like balance and just like taking care of yourself and not not like wasting your whole life like grinding because you've got to enjoy yourself yeah exactly and like mm-hmm. at my job that I've started now they're all they have said multiple times they're like once you clock off and you're finished work mm-hmm. like don't take work home with you just like enjoy your time away from work only do work when you're at work kind exactly. of thing exactly because otherwise it just becomes your whole life and you need to have time for yourself to do stuff literally yeah. and I feel like that's kind of like another lie that we're fed when we're younger is that like oh your job is your life your job mm-hmm. is your identity no, your job it's is your not. job literally you go there you collect your check Mm -hmm. you go home and that's when I do the things that I like doing not that I don't like my job because I do but you know I'm there I'm working for someone else and when I come home that's my time yeah exactly and you don't want to burn out either yeah because that can be another way when like 
say like you love your job but if you start taking it home with you and doing it all the time you could then start resenting it mm-hmm. and you don't want to do that if you do love your job as absolutely it is. Yeah. absolutely um so what is your self-care routine like what is self-care for you if you're having like a shit day you've had a shit day at work or i don't know if you're just feeling down what do you do like what's your self-care myself honestly like not to sound cliche but i think my self-care is to go to the gym like I if I have had a shit day or I'm feeling a bit like negative or maybe I'm feeling a bit sluggish and like not completely great if I go to the gym I feel so good afterwards it just Mm -hmm. like really brings up my mood um and then another thing that I love doing is just like my skincare routine Mm -hmm. just sitting down and like doing my skincare I've even recently got myself a face roller (gasps) so like that just calms me down like I love it yeah like I think it's just yeah doing things that you enjoy and that you know that it's gonna make you feel good afterwards yeah even if it's like eating a whole block of chocolate if that's your self-care that's your self-care absolutely (laughs) absolutely and that's the thing is like you don't need to feel guilty for taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I love that. So what if you are feeling like super demotivated, like on the other hand, if you're feeling super demotivated towards gym or like, you know, if you go through a slump with gym, because obviously sometimes we do when, you know, we're human. If you're going through like a gym slump where you're just not motivated for gym, how do you kind of come out of that? And how do you get like back into gym? Um, I feel like this might not be like a very good answer, but I just force myself to go because mm-hmm. It's always the times when I don't feel like going to the gym that I have the best workouts once mm-hmm. I like actually it's just like taking the steps to actually, you know, put on the outfit, mm-hmm. get in the car. Because mm-hmm. then once you're there, you're there. You're not gonna like get there and say spend like five minutes and be like nut and go home. Yeah. It's like a waste of time, a waste of energy. So for me, it's yeah, literally just pushing myself to get there. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a gym slump, and I know I want to go to the gym like the next day or something like that. I'll have my workout outfit just like sitting out ready mm. where I can see it. And then it's like, well, either I'm going to put it on or I'm going to put that away back in mm-hmm. the drawers. I'm not going to put it back away. Yeah. I've already kind of got it out. So I think it's just like little things where you can just remind yourself to go, I guess. That's I so smart because that's like that gym gear thing is so smart because like you said you take it out you have it ready and you either go to the gym or you have to put it away which is kind of like when you're putting away you know you're like "Mm, yeah i told myself i was gonna go yeah yeah exactly it's just i guess it's just like keeping that promise to yourself yeah like if you're like say like today like we went to the gym together Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna be like oh i don't feel like it sorry jordan i'm not coming yeah it's kind of like if you can make a promise to your friends and you can make a promise to yourself exactly exactly like it's just like the the accountability yeah just know that you'll feel really good afterwards yeah yeah and you know what i saw i was reading a book and it was talking about like how some people like start habits and some people need like external motivation Mm -hmm. whereas other people can like have the internal motivation so if you're someone who like you know, you write a to-do list and you'll just do it. Like it's very easy for you to do things like that. Then that's like so fine. But if you're someone that needs external motivation and I am a little bit like that, to be honest, I do kind of need the external motivation. Then it is good to have, you know, like a bit of accountability, like putting your gym clothes out, Mm. going with a friend. Um, One thing that kind of keeps me accountable is actually like my Apple watch. And like I, it, it gives me so much satisfaction, like closing my exercise rings and all of that. So that is another bit of um accountability so obviously Mm -hmm. not 
an Apple Watch isn't accessible for everyone, but if it is accessible for you and you want to get into exercise and you're contemplating it, I would get, you know, maybe Fitbit, Apple Watch, whatever it is, because yeah. it is just that extra bit of external accountability. Yeah, when I first got my first um, smartwatch, it definitely started motivating me a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I just remembered another thing that I do is every weekend, so I've got a weekly planner, and mm-hmm. every weekend I'll just plan my week for the following week around mm-hmm. work if like I'll write in the days that I want to go to the gym and if I'm going to go to the gym in the morning or in the afternoon mm-hmm. like I will plan out when I'm going what days I'm going um and then that way and I put like a little square next to it so then that way once oh, I you can once I yeah go into the gym I'll tick it off oh that's then, so satisfying because yeah, then it's like either I tick it off or I will just cross it out and yep. I don't want to cross it no. out so no. once it's written in the in pen I can't erase it mm-hmm. I've like planned out my week and that's kind of what motivates me a lot as well that is so smart i need to do that because at the moment my journal is just like a bit of a shit show it's just like (laughs) random musings which is good but i think i do need like a a planner style journal Mm. um so what is one book that changed your life or left an impact on you okay i think Okay, so one... Okay, so this was, like, years ago. (laughs) It still counts. Yeah, like, it just... I think it helped... Really helped me change my mindset back when I didn't really know a whole lot around health and fitness, Mm -hmm. and I was just kind of getting into it. Mm -hmm. It was, like, the same year that I joined up at the gym, Mm -hmm. so I didn't really know a lot. Don't laugh at me. I'm not going to laugh. But it was Khloe Kardashian's book, uh, Strong Looks Better Naked. Oh, That's cute. So I can't remember exactly what was said in the book, but I think she just spoke a lot about little changes to make Mm -hmm. in your life and just the title, Strong Looks Better Naked. I was like, I love it. Like, it just motivated me. I think... I don't know. I haven't thought about that book in a long time, but I do know that it really did change yeah, my mindset. Like so, it resonated with you. I don't know. I, if I could go back and read it and be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> but in that time, yeah. It, like, yeah, it really helped me. Yeah, totally. So now I want to ask you, um, so at the end of the podcast, one thing I do is I talk about guilty pleasures. Okay. So what is your guilty pleasure? Um. Okay. Here's, okay. My guilty pleasure I don't feel guilty about it. Yeah, in saying that. So they're guilty pleasures, but we don't feel guilty because we are smart women. We're successful women. We work hard. And that doesn't mean that we can't have our own things that we enjoy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. If it's a pleasure, don't feel guilty about it. But just under the umbrella of a guilty pleasure. (laughs) Honestly, TikTok. Absolutely. Yes. Every night before I go to sleep, I'll lay in bed and I'm just scrolling on TikTok. Literally. I'll send them to my friends and they're Mm -hmm. like probably sick of it but I'm like look it's funny uh no I'm the same and I I will not tolerate TikTok slander because you know as I said Mm. we are 24 23 so we are kind of at that age where people our age are kind of in two camps you've got the people that have like fully embraced it they're all over it and then you've got the people that like watch TikTok on Instagram reels yeah and like they just see it all on Instagram reels and then you've got the people that like won't have a bar of it Mm -hmm. and they're just like oh TikTok isn't that for kids no no there's so much I just love all the comedy on there like I don't watch it for I don't know what other people would watch it for but I just like love having a laugh and it's just Mm -hmm. people are so funny literally and I love how it like tailors the algorithm for you it's so smart yeah I don't want to think about it too much because I'm like you probably know a lot about it's crazy it reads my mind (laughs) yeah seriously I'll be thinking about something and then suddenly there's a TikTok on my phone about it yeah but it's fine (laughs) yeah so I usually would ask about guilty pleasures at the end but like I'm not ready to end the podcast episode yet. Okay. So I guess I will just come up with a few more questions for you. Okay, Emily. Okay. New question. So how do you deal with like 
like getting out of comparison mode because I know you mentioned something before about how you used to always compare Mm. yourself with people and like I also struggled with that slash I'm still struggling with it um and I'm definitely like shifting my mindset but how did you kind of overcome that and you like yeah just distance yourself from that way of thinking um I think I don't know it's a hard question because I feel like I'm probably going to be repeating myself again but just like physically comparing myself to someone else like again what helped me get out of that is having performance-based goals like Mm -hmm. in the gym Mm -hmm. so I'd kind of be like yeah my thighs are thicker than you know that person over there but I know that you know my legs can do so much for me you know Mm -hmm. like it's just and I don't know I think it's just also knowing that everyone not probably not like a lot of people are very insecure in themselves Mm -hmm. anyway so you can look at someone and be like they're perfect they're amazing um they have the best body ever but then they're probably being like comparing themselves to you and thinking that you have the best body ever Mm -hmm. so it's just it is definitely just a perception kind of thing Mm -hmm. and understanding that no one's perfect Mm -hmm. no one you know everyone has their own insecurities Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of I don't know it is a lot easier said than done Mm -hmm. I completely understand that but it's just kind of knowing to get like I don't know just trying to take the steps to get out of comparison Mm -hmm. yeah and it's a practice I think it's something that you have to work on because when you've been thinking a certain way for such a long time like I started getting into comparison mode when I was like in high school like 13 even younger like I remember like comparing myself to other people when I was like 10 Mm. and you know you have those thought patterns for like 15 years even longer and it is definitely a journey to change that and like you kind of have to catch yourself because it's so automatic like you'll just be out somewhere and you're just like, oh my God, look at her. Like she looks so skinny, blah, 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 blah. And then you actually have to be like, wait a second. Like, I don't do that anymore. That's, yeah. that's not like, exactly. I'm not going to entertain those kinds of thoughts anymore. Yeah, exactly. And like, oh, I think with a lot of people as well, um, that I used to look at and be like, wow, they're so skinny. You realize like, you know, a while later they'll open up and be like, you know, saying that they had issues with food or mm-hmm. whatever. Like I even like influencers on um, Instagram, they will, who like, I used to be like, wow, they look so fit. So mm-hmm. amazing. Like a couple of years down the track, they'll be like, so, you know, just opening up about their food issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, if you're, going to only be able to look at say like you know your goal body Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna say goal body in quotation marks Mm -hmm. because that shouldn't i feel like it shouldn't really be a thing no because it's so hard to like everyone's body is different exactly and if the only way that you can get to that kind of ideal state that you've made up in your mind Mm -hmm. is in an unhealthy way by restricting your food over exercising Mm -hmm. exercising as a punishment for eating yes oh my god then that's not your body that you should be like aiming for yeah Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And that's something that like, I feel like growing up in our generation, we did like going to the gym and like fitness influences, it like exploded when we were like right at that like impressionable age. And I feel like a lot of girls our age, you know, myself included a little bit, we did kind of fall into that like exercise as punishment for eating Mm. mentality. And I just wanted to ask, like, have you ever kind of dealt with that? And like, what, like... I don't know, just what are your thoughts on that? And like, how would you move away from that? So, yeah, so I definitely did used to be like that as well. I'd be Mm -hmm. like, I've overeaten today. Now I have to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. It'd be like 10 p.m. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the gym to like work it off. But like, you can't out, here's the thing, you you can't outwork a 
bad diet. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, you just can't, it's not possible. Yeah. So like it shouldn't be seen as a punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, so yeah, though another way that like I overcame it would be like I said, just the media that you consume mm-hmm. and a lot of people like the influences that I was following would say, just think of your body as a machine, right? Like you need to fuel your body to then like work in a certain Mm way so say you're driving your car you need to drive for three hours you're not going to drive three hours on an empty tank no so it's kind of like you got to eat you have to eat to like kind of and then it just i don't know just having that kind of mentality does help towards a lot of things in that kind of aspect lewis sorry guys my cat (laughs) Oh, on, buddy. I hope that makes sense. I kind of forgot the exact question halfway through no, talking. No, no, it, um, it makes perfect sense. It yeah. makes perfect sense. So, I don't know. I feel like I've probed your mind a lot right now. So, thank you so much for sharing. Obviously, some of that stuff is, like, a little bit stigmatized, like, fitness, health, like, relationship with eating and mm. whatnot. So, I'm so appreciative that you were so open. So, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on here. I'm I, so happy. That I'm so flattered that I'm the first guest. <laughs> literally, I knew, like, when I when I first started this podcast it's actually funny guys Emily kind of low-key inspired me to start this podcast so a few weeks before I started this podcast Emily actually released her own podcast and although the podcast is on hiatus at the moment due to like other reasons that was what I was like oh my god Emily just like uploaded a podcast because for me one thing that was stopping me was like the technical like the technicalities of it I was like I don't know how to upload it I don't know like I was like, oh my gosh. And then Emily did it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that's so cool. And then Emily actually helped me like get my podcast distributed. So if it weren't for Emily, this podcast might not be here. Oh, there you go. So well, you helped me get my blog up. Also, the podcast isn't running at the moment. So don't try looking for it. Like you're not going to find it. <laughs> oh my um, so yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Emily. And do you have anywhere like where people can find you that you'd like to say on the podcast? Like maybe... I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram at Emily, Emily JW. Um, like I said, I'm on private, but if I can tell mm. you're a real person, I'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also guys, make sure you follow Emily's blog. Like I said, it's not like, it's not a job for her. It's just something she does like purely out of passion. Yeah. But when she does like post an article, like, it's amazing. So oh, thank you. Go thank and you check so out much. the unapologetic blog. Everything will be linked below. And guys, Thank you so much for getting to the end of this episode. This is going to be like my longest episode yet because it's an interview and we had lots of juicy things to talk about, but I do have a request. You guys know, I say this at the end of every episode. Um, Please make sure you rate the podcast five stars. This is a completely independent podcast. So any way you support the podcast, I appreciate it so much. You know, putting it on your Instagram stories, sending me a message or telling a friend about it. It really does mean so much to me. So thank you so much for listening. And I will be back in your ears next Wednesday.